Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. And today's episode is all about how to stay positive when you have a new allergy. Because when you have a new allergy, it can be a hard thing to kind of grasp upon because you now have to kind of change how you navigate situations with your friends, with your family, and people just around you. And that can just be something that is just so difficult to keep a positive attitude about. And when you think of like, oh, like, let me see if I can do like normal, quote unquote, normal activities and events. And you feel like you can't really take part in those anymore. So hopefully this episode allows you guys to be able to know that you're definitely not alone, that everyone who has an allergy, whether it's a food allergy, whether it's some sort of a skin allergy or whatever, we've all been at the starting point where we have this new allergy and we're trying to like figure out how to be able to navigate life through it and being able to acknowledge the fact that our life is going to be different, but being able to still have that sense of normalcy so that we don't feel like we're being excluded from things or that we can't have a good time with friends and family. So hopefully this episode really provides that sense of comfort that you're not alone and that there's so many different ways that you can still be able to acknowledge the fact that you have an allergy, but being able to stay positive about it and really just see, you know, what good can come from you having to kind of change your lifestyle and go through that transition. But Without further ado, let's get right into what's been going on. So what's been going on with me is that I am in school right now, have officially started. Now, when I'm recording this particular episode, this episode is more so present day because when it comes to Uh, Some of the guests that I have on the podcast as far as like doing interviews, they were pre-recorded just for like scheduling purposes for like their schedule and my schedule at the time. So these might be a little bit out of order. So like in this episode, I'll be like, yeah, like I'm in school. But like the next episode might be like I'm still waiting for school to start. So just want to say that so that when you guys hear it, you're not like super confused and you're not like what is going on? Like she literally was just talking about how she didn't start school yet and then now she's talking about how she started school but then the next episode it's like she's still not in school yet so kind of just wanted to explain that um, and bring some like clarity to that but yes I'm in school this semester taking a lot of business classes Um, I'm taking classes like international business and financial accounting and marketing so these classes are very um intense I guess they could I guess for lack of words um as far as like the course load and not that 
as far as like the course load because there's just like so much stuff that we have to learn especially because now like we don't have as much time as we normally would to do a course like this so really just trying to balance the fact that I have all this stuff that I have to do but then I don't have as much time to be able to do it and like I feel like I have like so much schoolwork to do like the day that I'm recording this episode like I have a quiz that I have to prepare for I have a discussion post that I have to prepare for I have a test that I have to prepare for and then I have another homework assignment that I have to prepare for so there's a lot of my weeks are like back to back as far as that's concerned like I always have something due and so that's taking up a lot of my time as it should because I am a full-time student but still it's still kind of a lot uh, so that has really mainly been taking up a lot of my time is just I've been on a zoom university all day every day and it's just a lot like it's to the point where like now like when I'm done with my homework I don't want to even look at my computer anymore because like I'm on my computer literally all day staring at a screen and like I try to take breaks so like I'll go and walk my dog and like do things like that to be able to get me up and like walking around and moving so that I'm not like sedentary all day but um, it definitely doing the online classes thing is starting to uh, it's starting to get to me and it's so weird because I think I just got so much in a routine because of how quarantine happened and things kind of shutting down back in March and then like with the summer and then my internship getting canceled that me just being used to a certain routine and now I have like so much stuff that I have to do not saying that I didn't have anything else to do during the summertime because I still was working I was doing the podcast and stuff like that but having all that type of stuff and then having the course load that I have now and it's just it's just very overwhelming at times so I have to take a breather and sometimes like I'll step back and not be on social media as much because I just need that me time for me because it can just be a lot for one person um but yeah, that's basically what's been going on with me. I've just really, really, really have been super focused on school, especially because one of my classes is an eight-week class. But it's an eight-week class that now is seven weeks because of when I started school. So that there's a lot of stuff I have to do for that class. Like I have a group presentation, so I'm like trying to plan all of that. I have like multiple group presentations for my classes. So please pray for me because I need all of the prayer that I can get for this semester because I feel like I just have so much stuff to do and like I'm trying to keep track of it and trying to write down stuff on my planner because on like Sundays which is the day that I'm recording this that I usually use that day to like plan out my week and write things down so like I know because there was one time where I did not remember to write things down for the upcoming week in my planner and I literally forgot to do something for school and I was so I was so upset like I forgot to do something and then in the mixture I was having internet connectivity problems so like I was just it was just not good so like I forgot and then I started doing it and then I was so mad because I was like I said internet kept going in and out I had to contact my professor once my internet came back on and then I was able to do it but I was just like having one of those days so another thing that's been going on with me was that this past weekend um, and kind of like towards the tail end of 
this past week. It started on a Thursday and it went till Saturday. It was the Nourish Festival. So I went there as a blogger slash influencer and it was really cool to see how the whole festival panned out like online because this is normally a festival that I go to that I've been going to for the past like I want to say six years oh my gosh that's like a long time um but it's a festival that I normally go to and it usually comes to Georgia every year and like I'll go to it and I normally have such a great time coming across like so many really cool brands whether it's brands that I'm familiar with brands that I'm not familiar with and they've become like my new favorites so it was different to have it play out online um but I still feel like it was really cool like they still had like their classes they had like giveaways and like coupons and they had where you can purchase some items if you were into uh purchasing some new things from some of the different vendors there um it was just really different I will say that it was very different and for me uh, like navigating each of the days um, because I couldn't go Thursday because I have like night classes and stuff so I wasn't able to go on Thursday but I did go on Friday and Saturday and it was so cool to see how many online visitors were there like there were days where there was like over a hundred thousand people that were on the platform which is so amazing because I feel like this is something that they should continue to do because it allows so many more people who normally may not actually go to the actual festival to actually still be able to take part in it and still be able to kind of get the benefits of being able to go. Um, so I feel like this is something that hopefully will be considered in the future because it reaches so many more people. But I did miss like the in-person feel of like waking up early, going to the blogger, retreat thing like right before the expo starts and like getting to go to the actual booths physically and talking with people and interacting with people in that way and then you know I would normally make a like a vlog about my experience I definitely did miss some things about having the festival in person but definitely I understand why it wasn't in person and I overall still had a really great time and hopefully they look into doing more things like this online I think that's pretty much it as far as like updates are concerned so now that I did my what's been going on update I guess I can get right into my foodie likes so my very first foodie like is from a brand that uh, reached out to me because of me being a blogger and influencer for the Nourish Festival so because of you know the Nourish Festival taking place online normally as a blogger I would get like samples and stuff so all those samples got sent to my house so I have a lot of samples so I've been trying a lot of things lately and this one brand that has been catching my eye because I've been loving their products so far is called the Flax 4, the number four, Life. And normally when I first saw the actual product, I was like, okay, this is like flax based. I was like, okay, first thing I thought was like, I'm just gonna have to use the restroom all the time because of the flax in it and like the fiber in it and stuff like that. But what I will say is that so far, I've been absolutely loving their stuff. So one of my favorite uh, things I've been trying right now are their brownies. And I've been really liking the uh, cappuccino brownies. Oh my gosh, guys, these taste so good. They are just really rich and they're like have like this fudgy like chocolate flavor. 
and it, you can taste like a little hint of coffee when you're having it and it just tastes so delicious. Now normally I wouldn't be drawn to something like this but I was like oh well I like coffee. I've been on a coffee kick lately. If you've been listening to the podcast you know I've been like a really really strong cold brew drinking lover as of late. So I was like okay well this might taste good and guys these taste amazing these taste so good so i highly recommend them i really like the fact that not only do they taste good but like they have like two grams of fiber there's like like healthy protein in there there's omega-3s in there so they are not only delicious but like they're packed with you know some really good things that are good for your body so like they are perfect for an afternoon snack they're good for like a dessert or if you want like a little like midnight treat Lately, when I've been eating them, I've been, like, um, eating them while watching Love Island because I love watching Love Island on CBS. It's such a really great show if you are kind of in a rut when it comes to watching television because I've gotten to that point where I'm, like, there's so many things that I've watched. I feel like I've literally watched everything underneath the sun. So I'm, like, literally, like, ooh, a new TV show. Please bring it my way. So, I have been eating uh, their brownies during that, and I have, like, the one that's, like, the, the single pack, so it, like, comes with, like, two. These taste delicious. It tastes so good, and I really like the fact that they are nut-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free, they're gluten-free, they're grain-free, and they're kosher, so highly recommend trying these if you are, like, a coffee lover. I'm a really big fan of cappuccinos anyway, so, like, I was, like, down to try this, so highly recommend trying this one and then another one of their brownie flavors I like is just the regular chocolate one and I really really like these guys these like I said they taste so good I like the fact that like the other ones you know they're filled with really good things like you know with the fiber with the protein with the omega-3s and then like the other one it's just really has that richness and that fudgy chocolate flavor to it but you know it's just the regular chocolate and it tastes like it's actually like dark chocolate which big fan of because you guys know I've talked about it so so much on the podcast that I am a huge dark chocolate lover I just love it and it's just good for you anyway so highly recommend trying these out again these are perfect for like an afternoon snack for a dessert for a little treat that you want to have late at night like these are just delicious like i said before these are also nut free soy free dairy free gluten free grain free and kosher but i will say that if you have like an egg allergy or something these do have egg whites in them i'm pretty sure both of them do yeah they both have egg whites in them so sorry for the people who are allergic to eggs um but if you don't have an egg allergy and you are like nut-free, soy-free, dairy-free, grain-free, gluten-free, that type of thing, you should definitely try these. They taste so good. My mom's been loving them too. I let, I let her try the mint chocolate brownie ones because I'm not really a big fan of like mint chocolate like that. Not really the biggest fan, but she really loves those. And then she let me try some and I was like, these, these actually taste not that bad actually for like mint chocolate and brownies because I've never tasted it like that before normally. Normally it'll be like a, um, I forget that candy that's like in the green wrapping that's like the chocolate and the mint. I've had that before, 
but I've never had that in like in a brownie form. So I was kind of like skeptical on like how that would taste, but that ended up tasting really good. So definitely highly recommend trying out this brand. They taste so good. And those have been some of my foodie likes as of late. Definitely been a snacker with this whole festival that has happened, just trying different things and finding new brands. And I've been loving it because I definitely would not have known about these brands if it wasn't for the festival. So being able to have some new favorites and being able to add that to like my like snack while watching TV list has definitely been a really cool thing. But yep, those are my foodie likes right now. So without further ado, I guess I can get right into the allergy news. So uh, the allergy news that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is actually an article from the Daily Mail. It really just piqued my interest because it's about the show Super Nanny, which is a show on USA. And it's about how in one of the episodes of the show, the Super Nanny was offering, um, I guess, advice to these parents who have children. They have like two out of the three of their children were diagnosed with life-threatening food allergies and how the mother in this episode, she talks about how she feels constantly on guard for her family's safety and it really results in, you know, conflicting parenting styles with her husband. And so it was really interesting to actually see food allergies within pop culture as far as being like on a reality show and it being discussed and talked about. And really it was also interesting hearing the super nanny woman talk about how she was able to speak from personal experience because it's a topic that's just very, very near and dear to her heart. And just hearing other different stories from a food allergy families, I think is something that we've all been kind of waiting for being able to see I guess very accurate portrayals of like what it's like living with um, food allergies and not having it where you know it's a comedian making fun of some child or a person that has an allergy and putting all of these negative labels on them, but you're able to actually see how other families are dealing with it. So I feel like in this episode, you are able to learn kind of about that from another family's perspective. And reading this article, um, I've not seen this show before, but from reading this article, um, it says like the mother, she explains how she gets worried that they'll have a reaction and that going somewhere new is scary and how... Uh, Joe Frost, who's a super nanny, she says, you know, how do you approach anaphylaxis and how do you deal with it every day? It rubs off and how, you know, it can be very contagious to your children and you don't really want them to see it as a disability. So I feel like this article really just touches upon like the daily reality of people with food allergies and how to deal with food allergy, anxiety and stress, you know, from their perspective and how they deal with it and how it can trickle down to your kids. And I just thought that this article was very interesting because like I said, like when it comes to like TV shows and comedy specials and reality shows and stuff, like you see people being like, oh, like faking like they have a food allergy or something like that. But to see families showing, you know, that rawness, you know, that sad, that pain 
pain that comes with having to navigate life as a family with food allergies and having to adjust and transition and having to deal with all of the things that we all know uh, comes with having food allergies, um, I think is very, like, it's about time, to be completely honest. Um, and I think that hopefully we'll start to see more and more of families, you know, within pop culture and stuff, being able to actually tell their truth about what it's like living in a food allergy households. But that is the allergy news. It's a little bit more so on like the pop culture side of things, but I usually like to change it up instead of it having it just be strictly research. But I know you guys really like hearing like the research aspect of food allergies as well, but being able to like just change up the different allergy news stories and stuff, it's like really exciting. But that is the allergy news. So I guess I will get right into today's topic. So like I said, today's episode is all about how to stay positive with a new allergy. So I'm just gonna be giving some tips based off of my experience and just kind of reassuring you guys that this is definitely normal to have this uh, unknown feeling when you are diagnosed with some sort of allergy or even if you get a diagnosis for someone in your family that can be you know really hard you know you might feel you know scared you might feel confused or angry or some type of negative emotion when you think of an allergy diagnosis especially if it's a food allergy diagnosis and you're just trying to figure out what your life is now going to look like now that you know about this diagnosis and how it's just going to look for you so you just have like your emotions are like bouncing off of the walls like imagine like that movie inside out where like they show like all of the different emotions and the different colors and they're like all over the place um i feel like that's a really good example of like when you find out that you're allergic to something especially like a food especially if it's a food that tasted really good and like you had like a really bad reaction you're like man and you feel like you're like missing out on things that's like the absolute worst but just because you know you think of all of like the negative emotions that comes with having a food allergy that doesn't mean that there's not a bright side to having food allergies or that you can't find the positivity within all of you know this whole world of having this diagnosis and finding out about it and feeling the pain that comes with discovering that you have some sort of an allergy. Also some lessons that having allergies has taught me like positive lessons, things that I can apply to so many other different aspects of my life. I feel like food allergies, people might not really think of that side of it. So really just sharing some of the applicable traits that I've really had to work on that has been able to transfer into other aspects of my life. So like I said, I'm just going to be giving like some tips and just talking about my experience, kind of just walking through with you guys what has allowed me to stay positive um, amongst living in this whole world of food allergies I guess one thing that I will say that having food allergies and just allergies in general it has done so much for me positively I will say it has given me you know this outlet to be able to reach out to other people who have allergies and food allergies from 
literally all over. You know, I've been able to connect with some people on social media and be able to foster these relationships with these people based off of having things in common, which the main one is being that we both have food allergies or just allergies in general and being allergic to so many different things. And if it wasn't for, you know, this podcast or even my blog, which started it all, I would not have met or even started this podcast if it wasn't for my blog. Um, And then also from my blog, I've been able to work with so many really cool brands that are allergy friendly and they make allergy friendly food. And, you know, like I said, like being able to have opportunities like going to the Nourish Festival and being able to come across some super cool brands through this festival. There's so many brands that I've come across that I've been able to work with on my blog, whether it's to do recipe development or to do food photography and be able to build these relationships with these brands through my blog and you know I can go on and on and on but that's just an example of how I've turned me having allergies into such a positive experience and being able to build a platform like Life of a Vegaholic or building a platform like Oh My Allergies that allows me to be able to acknowledge the fact that yes having allergies can suck And it does suck initially, but it will get better and it can get better. And it can be a positive thing if you allow it to be positive for you and your family. So one thing that I will say that has helped me stay positive throughout my whole allergy journey is that you're not alone and that you have to remember that you have a community behind you. You know, there are so many people who have allergies and are really, really passionate about a awareness for them and they honestly just want to help other people be able to live their best life and when you have allergies it's really important to surround yourself with people who are super supportive who understand where you're coming from want to be a listening ear if they might not know directly where you're coming from if they don't have allergies themselves and just other people who like I said know where you're coming from and have knowledgeable advice for you is really really helpful so if you are new it's really good to just keep in mind in the back of your head that the allergy community is strong like it's very strong especially with social media and a lot more people are building um, Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts to be able to spread more awareness about allergies food allergies etc it's allowed you know more people to be able to see like wow there's so many people who have them now granted you know there's so many uh statistics that are thrown out and saying like 32 million americans have food allergies and this many americans have allergies in general and struggle with this and talking about allergic diseases and blah 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 but to be able to see like actual human beings on social media platforms that you go on every single day and seeing them talk about issues that directly affect you is very comforting. So that's one thing that I will say, especially now um, for me, because it's something that I didn't have when I was younger, but as I'm getting older, I've been able to find other people who are around my age who understand where I'm coming from because there's not that many people um, that I grew up with who had them or really at all and didn't really know 
or where I was coming from and would just write me off as being very extra or that I was being very picky or, you know, all the, you know, all of the, the stereotypical things that people tend to say about people who have allergies or food allergies, that type of thing. So really just knowing that there's people that know where you're coming from and don't think that you're crazy and kind of give you that reinforcement that like you're not crazy. You have the right to feel the way that you feel. But like, how are you going to turn it to be something positive is something that I've learned is really important. But speaking of social media, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of my favorite accounts to follow like on Instagram that are just really great accounts to follow for like information when it comes to if you are new to food allergies or just allergies in general, um, really good resources to get information more about your actual allergen or just to stay up to date about what's going on in the allergy community. So so one of my favorite accounts to follow specifically on Instagram is Allergic Living. I found out about Allergic Living actually a few years ago and I discovered them on Twitter when I was uh, starting to get a little bit more into my allergy friendly recipes through my blog Life of a Vegaholic and and I found them as just being a really cool e-magazine that you can learn about things that are going on within the allergy community. You learn um, from different experts that they have because they work a lot with a lot of um, doctors and nutritionists who specifically specialize within food allergies, asthma, immunology type of things. So I really like having them as a resource and following them on social media because I feel like they do so much good for the allergy community. Um, some other accounts I really like are uh, Red Sneakers Oakley, which is a really great uh, organization that is really advocating for educating food allergies and food allergy awareness. And they just have a really great story behind, you know, the whole basis and foundation of the organization. I also really like Elijah's Echo, which is a really great organization that's based in New York. And what I really love about them is that not only do they focus on the education and advocacy aspect of food allergies, which is really important, but also focusing on the equity side of food allergies and asthma awareness because... I think it's important to acknowledge the racial disparities within the whole world of allergies, especially food allergies across all different racial backgrounds and social economic backgrounds are educated on food allergies and not just one certain type of group or a certain group of people that have access to a certain amount of resources. So I feel like that's really, really important. Um, some other organizations like Food Equality Initiative, Spoken, those are some really good accounts that I just really enjoy seeing what they have to post on their Instagram accounts. Um, as far as like personal accounts that have really, I feel like they do a really great job of showing like the person behind the allergy is this account called the Allergy Table by uh, Linda Wee. Um, I really love this campaign that she's doing right now called Behind the Allergy where she's really showing that even though a person has allergies, like the allergies don't make the person, like they are a person first and like allergies is just something that's just a part of their whole life journey and it's not a defining factor of a person so I really love that um, I also love a guest that we recently just had on the podcast Jenna So from So Yum really love her content as well there's just so many really great accounts out there 
So if you are always on social media and you're trying to find new accounts to follow, definitely look up different hashtags that are related to your allergen um, and be able to fill up your timeline with people that you can directly relate to and that are struggling with allergies just like you are because it can totally make a difference because if you tend to follow accounts that are complaining about their allergies or just talking about all of like the negative things that, you know, come with having having an allergy, food allergies, etc., then you're going to have that negative mentality because that's the type of content that you are consuming on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you are following accounts that are, you know, acknowledging the fact that, you know, food allergies can have its downfalls initially, but making sure that they're emphasizing so many different positive things that come from having allergies as well can make such a really big difference in your mindset when you tend to think about your allergy or your allergies because we all know that some people can have a hate-love relationship with social media and how it can really just affect you mentally. So making sure that you are following accounts that are breathing in that positivity into your life like Oh My Allergies podcast. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, make sure you do so. It's just simply at Oh My Allergies. But having all these different types of resources, especially at your fingertips, um, is something that really just wasn't that prevalent in the past and now that you know we have the internet literally in the palm of our hands like we should use it to our advantage to be able to learn be able to connect with other people and just be able to foster that community like I was saying you know one thing that I aim to do with you know so many different episodes of the oh my allergies podcast is to really emphasize the importance of education and not just education when you first discover that you have your allergy, whether it was through a, a formal diagnosis or whether it was because you had an allergic reaction and then you went to the doctors to really get um, some more clarity on your situation. Um, it's just really important to continually educate yourself. You know, for me personally, with my allergies, I learn something new every single day about them, whether it's an alternative name for my allergens, or if it's, you know, learning the importance of just because you buy a product literally all the time, does it mean that a new ingredient could surely work its way into the ingredients list that wasn't in there before? So it's really important to make sure that you are actively learning how to read labels, what to look for. Like I said, alternative names for allergens. I think people just tend to think of, oh, like if I'm allergic to dairy, then I just need to look for milk or cow's milk or whey or things like that. But there's so many other different names that different organizations put underneath the ingredients list that still mean milk, but doesn't come out and say milk in your face. And one thing that I tend to see a lot of, whether it's in commercials or whether it's on labels, is when you see labels like non-dairy. And it's such a label that is very confusing because you think, oh, like it's non-dairy so that you can eat it, but that's not necessarily the case. And it reminds me of a story that I was talking to with um, Jenna, which she was on the podcast uh, last week. And she had posted something, I think, on her story. And it was about how she went to the grocery store and she saw like this, I think it was like a protein shake or something like that. And 
the product said non-dairy, but then there was milk proteins in it. And so that goes to show that just because you might see something like non-dairy, which you would think, oh, like non-dairy means that there's not dairy in it, but there's something like milk proteins in it. And it's just different things like that that's just very confusing for consumers that it's just really just emphasizes even more the importance of looking at labels and really just looking up your allergens so much to the point where your eyes hurt from doing all the research that you've been doing because it's just really important especially you know now during COVID you know I talked about it a few episodes ago about how where they relaxed their uh, labeling policy due to supply chain demands and things like that and having it where uh, companies didn't have to necessarily say that they were going through an ingredient change due to supply chain uh, demands uh, due to COVID and not being able to have access to um, different ingredients and stuff like that and being able to substitute different things and not having to tell consumers. So it's just different things and stories like that that just really show you the importance of educating yourself and whether, like I said, knowing how to shop smart, knowing what to look for, how to be able to navigate different social situations. Um, I have so many different episodes about navigating life with allergies, whether you're in college, whether you know, you're know you navigating holiday season. So make sure that you listen to all those different episodes and other past episodes of the Oh My Allergies podcast because it's really important to talk about those types of situations as well. So education doesn't just start with, you know, just learning about the health concerns about your allergen. It's an important part of it, but really just educating yourself like a 360 view of it, if that makes sense. Another thing that has really helped with making me stay positive with having a allergy, uh, specifically a food allergy, is just the whole creative side of having food allergies because I don't think people realize how creative you have to be when you have some sort of just a dietary restriction in general but if you have like multiple like you might as well be a Picasso I'm just saying because allergies really push your creativity whether you want to be a creative person or not they make you be creative so you might not have wanted to learn how to cook but Having a food allergy will force you to have to learn new things. So it forces you to be creative in the kitchen, learning how to be able to cook certain meals, having to play around in the kitchen and seeing, you know, what works and what doesn't when it comes to substitutes for some of your allergens. So rather than thinking of your allergies as being a burden, just really embrace the opportunity to learn something new. Um, another thing that I will say is that even though, you know, when you find out that you are allergic to something, like I said before, it's just very hard to kind of like accept it. But I feel like when you accept that you have your allergy, that is a positive step in the right direction. And that when you are aware that you have the allergy, because the scariest thing is when you're eating something and you don't know that you're allergic to something and then something happens. So really just be grateful that you have the diagnosis 
rather than putting yourself at risk for, you know, anaphylaxis on a daily basis. And then you don't even know that that's what you're doing. Like for me with my macadamia nut allergy, I did not know that I was allergic to it. So it was something that I had and I didn't even know. And then I had this whole, you know, anaphylactic episode and it was just very, very scary. So just know that it's scarier to not know that you're allergic to something than it is to know that you're allergic to something because at least you know and that you can put the necessary precautions in place to make sure that you are being as safe as possible um, when it comes to you know food preparations and stuff like that and knowing how to prepare when you're going into situations where you might not have the most control over how your food is prepared. So definitely be grateful that at least you have the diagnosis. Another thing that has really helped me with staying positive when it comes to having allergies, and it's something that I talked about a little bit earlier um, in relation to fostering a community, um, not only making friends and connections with people who have allergies that you may have yourself, but also really talking with the people that are currently in your circle and sharing your experience with with them. Um, I know that was something for me personally that was very hard for me to do. Um, because one thing that I know just from talking with other people who have allergies is that um, we tend to have a lot of trust issues. And I feel like that's very valid because there's been so many different situations, whether it was with me or other people that I've talked to and learned about their experiences where someone has said, oh, you should try this food. And then they ask the necessary questions. And then the other person is like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, you can have it like it's free of whatever your allergen is. And then you eat it and then something bad happens. And then it just causes you to feel very, very, very guarded and you not wanting to talk to anyone about it or anything like that. So I feel something that has really helped me is going and having those necessary conversations with the people around you. So whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's people that you're dating, um, whether it's someone that you're married to, uh, really just having those necessary talks and conversations to be like, hey, this is what I go through when I'm exposed to my allergen or allergens. And this is why it's important. And this is what you can do to support me and to be there for me. Also, I will say that having those conversations really allows you to kind of break down um like this barrier, like this wall that might be in place, whether that, you know, that's from your end and just based off of just different things that you've experienced, like to be able to have one person that like really knows like all the things that you go through with it, they're there for your highs or there for your lows. It really kind of connects you with that person because you're sharing something that's just very, very personal. Um, that's very hard for some people to talk about and to get on that type of a personal level with people because I know for me it was very very hard for me to openly want to talk about them and something that I still struggle with um, but definitely not as much before um, I definitely feel like I've opened up a little bit more when it comes to my allergies just because I'm like well it doesn't make sense to keep it a secret because it's something that could kill you so the more people that know about it the better but still in the back of my head I have the thought of 
what if someone tries to do something with that information that can turn to be a negative situation really quickly and that's just I can't really help it and I just try not to harbor on that thought too much and that I accept it and I'm like that is a valid feeling but don't feed too much into that negative thought because if you do then you can go into a downward spiral and we don't want that for ourselves. But that wraps up today's episode. Hopefully you guys found this episode to be just really relatable and helpful uh, based off of my personal experience with my allergies. Um, Like I say in all my episodes, I don't claim to be a healthcare professional. So these are just tips based off of what I've gone through throughout my experience with my allergies. And hopefully they can um, help you and be able to allow you all to see that you're definitely not alone and that we are a big mighty community and if we come together uh, to be able to spread awareness about allergies and advocate for change within the allergy world that we'll be able to accomplish some really cool things so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode learned some things from it Um, if you are not subscribed to the podcast make sure that you hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice make sure that you rate and review the podcast it really helps with growing the oh my allergies community and allowing the show to be able to have a lot more visibility we're growing so much and i'm very thankful that you guys are very appreciative of the show and that you are learning so much it's really cool being able to get you guys dms and seeing the reviews on the podcast and just how really well the podcast is getting a lot of really great feedback it's really appreciative and it makes me feel like I'm doing something right Um, like I said subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already rate and review the podcast it really helps with growing the podcast it allows us to be able to see what you guys like what you guys want more of and also make sure that you share the podcast with people that you know and people that you don't know because it helps with growing the Oh My Allergies community. And if you like the content that you're hearing, then make sure that you share it so that other people in your life, whether they have allergies or you want them to be able to get some sort of an insight about allergies in the allergy world, then definitely send the Oh My Allergies podcast to them. Also, if you don't follow Oh My Allergies on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but definitely follow us on Instagram. It's at Oh My Allergies. We post a lot of different things. We post, you know, clips from episodes. We post different quotes, memes. We do all the fun stuff on the Oh My Allergies Instagram. So make sure that you follow us on that platform. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.